Ashley. I'm Kate and this and is for some reason. Is, yes, for some reason. We are now on episode something. Something. Uh, <laughs> uh, and this week we're going to be talking about uh, the movie The Ritual. We really felt like this would be a fantastic follow-up to last week's The Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if people are talking about this movie. Yeah, we yeah. have to say. I have a lot to say about this movie. It's it came out on Netflix, in case anyone is wondering. Um, and it's still on Netflix. It's, yeah, it's still there. I think it is one of their underrated gems. Um, they have a few of them. And um, they actually, this might be one of the few, if only, cases of a Netflix adaptation, in my opinion, being better than the source material. I would agree, and I'd say, in general, it's one of the few exceptions to the rules where the adaptation is better. So this is based off a book. We didn't know, um, which I did like, yeah, two or three times before this and did not know at all. <laughs> Same. So Kate did read the book. I did not, um, yeah. mostly because I did not really enjoy the writing style, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But what I did get through was pretty different than the movie, I'd say. And Kate could talk a little Quite bit different. more about that as we go through. Yes. I will say I didn't I actually listened to it at 2x speed because I didn't really enjoy the writing either but I did want to hear the differences and um, the main difference just off the bat is just going to be the setup in the book um, they just four friends who haven't spoken in a really long time and that's kind of the core of the movie either way it's like a bud film exploring masculinity and male friendships supposedly historically uh, men it's harder for them to keep friendships as they age. And uh, this just kind of explores the dynamic between four people who, you know, they grew up, they would call each other friends in high school, but now they're much, much older and kind of re-exploring their friendship in the middle of the Swedish woods. Yeah. And IMDb says, quote, a group of old college friends reunite for a trip in a forest in Sweden, Northern Europe, which yes, I have to be. Thank you. But encounter a menacing presence there stalking them. Yes, generally right. Again, <laughs> like they always just like get it like vaguely right on IMDb. Right. Um, so this was made in 2017, and I believe was released on Netflix in either 2017 or 2018. It is made by the Imaginarium Studio and was directed by David Bruckner. Now it's kind of interesting. I couldn't find a budget for this movie. I did some digging and there is a Reddit thread talking about uh, the fact that no one else can find the budget either. <laughs> they hazard a guess saying it was between five and $10 million. Again, that range is quite large. And then for revenue, since this is a Netflix film, it's on a streaming service, you really can't get that either. I did find the numbers 1.3 to 1.6 million. Whether that is right, we will actually never know. Netflix does right. not actually release their information about views or revenue or anything like that. So where those numbers came from, your guess is as good as mine. Oh, well, never. <laughs> I don't know if Netflix is planning to ever do widescreen releases, but this one I felt like it really would have done well in theaters, like really genuinely one of the better horror films to come out in the past like five, 10 years, so. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, it really does fall into the genre of like folk horror, things like The Wicker Man or Midsummer or other movies of that nature there's a couple other ones actually on netflix i think are rare to find 
and this is a really good example of one in my opinion. Yeah. Um, the runtime is a tight 94 minutes. I think that's why it was still enjoyable. Like yeah. if they had made it any longer, it wouldn't have lent itself to the story. And comparatively to the book, the book is around 500 pages. So they really could have made the movie quite long. And I'm yeah. glad that they did not. Same. I think it's like, it's just enough to yeah, get all the information, mirrors how like they're on the run constantly and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, don't have much time to react. And I think yeah, if they had given a lot more time to either think about the situation or I don't know, I think they, they checked off all the boxes. There wasn't really much more to go into. And yeah, right. I'm happy. I'm I fully agree. Mm -hmm. So this is starring uh, Rafi Spall as Luke, Asher Ali as Phil, Robert James Collier as Hutch, uh, Sam Troughton as Dom, and Paul Reed as Robert. And those are the five friends that are focused on heavily in the movie. Mm -hmm. There was basically no behind the scenes that I could find. Same. Um, yeah. It is pretty barren. It's basically you just have the movie to watch. So what I'm going to be talking about is all of the Scandinavian folklore that they touch on within this. Mm -hmm. I have an extensive knowledge of Scandinavian folklore, perhaps yes. too much. Um, <laughs> so I have a lot to say about that. And I'll just be focusing yeah, on the differences from the book, on um, film things that I noticed, and, uh, you know, or just general banter. General mm -hmm. talkies about mm -hmm. this movie. So on that note, do you want to just go ahead and Let's jump into, into it? into it, yes. All righty. So this is the ritual. The opening scene is basically a cold open. So it opens with Luke, who is our main focus of the movie, just by the way and the rest of the friends at a bar catching up and trying to plan their next friend vacation. I did notice that immediately Luke fat shames Phil over wanting some like crisps, uh, chips in mm -hmm. American English, which is like, okay. I know um, that too, like that's, we're just gonna jump off with it, great. Right, and I think it's supposed to show that they have always had this kind of contentious relationship even before the next uh, couple of things that happened in the movie, but like mm -hmm. it really wasn't necessary. And Agreed. The group keeps suggesting different places, and <laughs> I was just noting as I was watching it, literally at this point in the pandemic, I would go to any single place that they suggested. Right. You know, they're like, Belgium is boring. I was like, I would love to go to Belgium. <laughs> so Robert suggests hiking in Sweden. He specifically wants to do the King's Trail, and they compare it to the Appalachian Trail in the U.S., though they say it will have uh, less hillbillies, which is kind of hilarious based on what they find. <laughs> in the actual forest right. over there. <laughs> so they leave the bar and Luke wants to stop at a liquor store to grab a bottle, but the rest of the friends are reluctant. Again, these these folks seem to be in their like late 30s. Would you put them there? Mid to yeah, late, late 30s? Late 30s. And um, they touch on it more in the book, but the other guys are all supposed to have been like settled down and dads and family men. And only mm -hmm. Luke is still the bachelor and still trying to go out and live his life to the fullest, quote unquote. Not that you can't with kids, but that's the message of the, yeah. So they go into the liquor store. Robert decides to accompany Luke into the store. The rest of the guys decide to stay outside. And Luke is complaining about Dom, one of the other friends, wanting to have brunch <laughs> instead of like a night of drinking. And then he also complains that Robert wants to go hiking. So it's like he's still trying to live this like very, let's say, youthful life when all the rest of the guys are like kind of like grow up a little bit like we mm -hmm. don't want to go out drinking all night anymore right not saying you can't do that when you get older but as someone who's steadily getting older i can tell you that's not something i want to do very often yeah i mean when you're not trying to meet people and like pick up hotties and stuff it's like what really are you doing for people just drinking that don't super super get along okay right <laughs> so luke is also 
kind of upset that like Dom isn't cool anymore because he has like a very regular life. Like as Kate mentioned, he has kids and a wife and a mortgage. Like he's like, you know, going down that path and he's like mad that Dom's like not cool. And it's like, people have different paths in life. Like, I don't know why you're upset. (laughs) But as they're having this conversation, they notice that the shopkeeper is actually not standing by the till, but is sitting on the floor behind the counter and is very injured. And then as they notice that some robbers burst out of the back room with the other shopkeeper, telling them that they want more money. Mm-hmm. So in this instance, Luke hides behind the end cap of an aisle while the robbers notice his friend Robert. They ask for his wallet, Robert gives it to them. They ask him for his watch, he gives it to them. But when they ask for his wedding ring, he refuses to give them his wedding ring. And then because of this, One of the robbers hits Robert in the head multiple times with a metal pipe, it seems, Mm -hmm. and which kills him. I'll say, just like pro tip to anyone, just fucking give the robbers your things. You Mm -hmm. can get more things. The ring is just a symbol. It's not a big deal. It's just an object. Yeah. You have insurance. You can get another ring. It doesn't matter. You're still married. Like, just Just give give them whatever they want. Mm -hmm. Um, It was pretty dramatic, too. I mean, I've seen a lot of gory movies, but I don't know. I think just about, like, the cut and the sounds, it was, like, really intense Mm -hmm. and all of it happening so quickly, too. It was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, um, actually, this is a trope called adult fear that I saw Mm -hmm. on TV tropes. And it's just, like, you can be doing something so mundane, like going to the shop, and then something so horrific and violent happens to you, which is so true. Because as an adult, like, the older I get, the more afraid of, like, these, like, random acts of violence and like mm-hmm. happenstance rather than like a monster or something like that because right. that's really that's really what gets you it's all these mm-hmm. random things yeah so luke actually wakes up in a tent in the next scene so all of that we just saw was him dreaming about what happened to robert we're in sweden ptsd definitely a theme <laughs> real bad ptsd mm-hmm. uh so now we're in sweden on the hike we learn that it's six months later after the death of robert we see some really beautiful landscapes i've not been to sweden yet they're actually in romania they're uh, in the carpathian mountains of romania the Car- okay the carpathian forests are also kind of known to be like a spooky dark place so that that does make sense. Okay. Yes. So you see like these dark, like almost black mountains with cloud cover and like these beautiful tan rolling hills. And then we finally get the title card uh, for the ritual. So everything we've seen so far is like part of the cold open. Mm-hmm. So Luke is the first one up and he is, I said brooding, but really he's just like, like checked out. Like yeah. he's like kind of disassociated. Um, and his friend Hutch wakes up as well and is in a better mood, jovially saying good morning and all that jazz. And the rest of the men then wake up as well. I think Hutch is like the positivity force of the crew. Like he's always trying to get them to, both in the book and in the movie, he's always trying to like, okay, things are bad, but we got to keep going. You know, we got to get, it's okay. Yeah. We'll be all right. Yeah, I did notice from, again, just a little parts I read of the book. Everyone seems to like love Hutch in this way that is like, a lot (laughs) yeah like all the men want to like sleep in his tent with him and like they just like love hutch like he is the (laughs) coolest he's the best like he's the dm yeah everyone wants to be with him it's it's very interesting it's an interesting dynamic i don't Um, know enough about the author but it almost felt like a lot of the things like were self-inserty like maybe luke was a more intense version of himself but it was like 
him exploring his friendships or something and I don't know if there's I don't know how male, male friendships if there's always that one guy that everybody's like oh he's the best one but it was kind of weird <laughs> to me how he was just like he had no no cons almost like no downsides he's just like this pure good guy um, yeah. yeah um I definitely saw that as well and as we'll get through the movie like I can say that I personally saw cons within him and mm-hmm. um, I don't know if everyone would consider them to be cons but um We'll get to that. So next we see some, again, just like really beautiful overhead shots of them walking in like a valley between two mountains. Um, There's a lot of like, I'd say like impersonal shots in this movie done from really far away where we see the group all together and almost like being eclipsed by their own, by like the landscape that they're in. It happens both here and within the forest itself. Yeah. Um, And then we like zoom in and Hutch and Dom are talking about the landscape being forged by the gods. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Dom is complaining though <laughs> about it. He's like, these hills suck and it's hard. Then Phil mentions that he is wearing new memory foam boots. Mm-hmm. And Luke comments that you're like, you're supposed to break those in. Like you're not supposed to go hiking with new boots. Um, which again, pro tip, always break in boots. I'm an avid boot wearer. Mm-hmm. And even the most comfortable boots will hurt you <laughs> the first, like, ten times you wear them. Absolutely. Um, Hutch takes them to the top of one, in, one of the rolling hills, and they create a cairn for Robert in Remembrance. So last week I talked about cairns, and I'll just go over it briefly again. So we talked about in The Blair Witch, which if you have not listened to it, I really encourage it. I think it was a great episode. Uh, but this time they make a pile of rocks that is used as, like, a remembrance or a grave marker. Um, but it can really denote anything of importance. But here at this cairn, they talk about their memories of Robert, and Dom mentions that his death never should have happened, implying but not saying that it was Luke's fault that Robert died. Mm-hmm. A lot of subtle guilty going on. Mm-hmm. Hutch, of course, makes peace and passes around a bottle for them all to drink from. I will also say, like, when Dom gets the bottle after Luke, he, like, pauses to drink from it, and I'm just like... I don't even know why you all went on this trip together. Yeah. Like, if you're that, like, bitter and upset with him, you should have never gone on this trip. Right. Or do a therapy session before you go, like... Seriously. None of y'all And if ready. that doesn't work, don't go. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if you've been friends with someone for that long, like, you're not squeamish about drinking after them. Like, get right. out of here. Mm-hmm. So, they all drink from the bottle and then pour out the rest, which everyone knows is, like, in a... You know remembrance to a person who's passed um that like, night luke keeps himself separate from the group you... i just liked how it was like their own like mini ritual before we go right. into it <laughs> before we get into this bigger ritual mm-hmm. so the night falls luke is separate from the group like he keeps himself separate and hutch goes over to check in on him uh Hutch says that Robert would have loved the trip and also specifically here says that he doesn't think Robert's death was Luke's fault. No matter what anybody else says, I don't think it's your fault. And it's like, oh, so they are saying, okay, great, good to know. Right. Maybe we should have addressed that first. And again, just, I don't think I explicitly said this, in the books there is no Robert. This whole um, like leading up to the trip is just because they want to reconnect and the only reason that they go hiking is because Luke can't afford anything else. They all wanted to go to like a nice hotel or something somewhere. 
but Luke has no money, so they're like, okay, as long as you can afford a plane ticket, we can go hiking, so. Which, like, I'll say, hiking is not cheap. No, like, you can buy all this gear and stuff. Yeah, and gear's not cheap. Like, you'd, he'd be spending hundreds of dollars to do a multi-day hike in, in Sweden and then pay to get everything flown over because I'm sure that would be more than just a single carry-on bag. So mm. I'm like... If you could afford that, you could afford it to go to a hotel. And if y'all really wanted to go somewhere nice, you could have spotted him the money. Right. But okay. Mm -hmm. So that's like a huge difference between the book and the movie. Because the movie is kind of all about Luke finding his own, like, self-acceptance of what happened. Mm -hmm. um, Versus the book, unsure. The book is like a weird, yeah. It's just a weird Luke finding himself... It's just he's already struggling with things that anybody would be struggling with. In the in the movie, I'm like, why is everybody mad at Luke? He did what mm-hmm. anybody would do in that situation. In the book, I'm like, Luke sucks. <laughs> so it's the next morning. They wake up to a super heavy rain and they head on their way to the lodge. Uh, the rain stops and Dom and Phil are talking. Okay, this is like a weird thing I, <laughs> I noted. Um, but Phil and Dom are talking about what we would call in America, like in our slang, like the gooch or the grundle, or uh-huh. just like the perineum, which is like the actual term. Mm-hmm. And they call it the bridge, which I'm like, yeah. never in my life have I heard yeah. that term. Um, <laughs> I, I noted that just because I was like, hmm, that's different. That's right. weird. And much more tame than most English or British English slang is, I think. Usually. Right. <laughs> I feel like it's usually like real crass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so as they're walking, I'm assuming the ground is still slick, but Dom slips and like twists his knee. Mm-hmm. And here again, I notice that uh, Hutch and Phil help him up, but Luke doesn't even take his hands out of his pocket. Right. So like the, the, the distance between them is miles. <laughs> like they're right. not friends uh, mm-hmm. already. Um, it's so kind of weird just really quickly I might get confused during this because in the book not that I think that they all look decently in shape but in the book Phil is quote unquote the fat one and Dom is like just the big jerk which kept confusing mm-hmm. me because I would say again not that I think he's overweight but I would say that Dom the one who hurts his knee or his ankle is quote unquote the fat one of the group so if I ever get oh, yeah. confused it's because they switched the Right, of the four, I'd say, and he's not, let me be clear, he's not big. He's not a big person. Like, the other guys are just all, like, actor slim, which in, like, regular life, I don't know if anyone's ever met (laughs) actors before, but actors are so skinny. Like, it's ridiculous. (laughs) They're so so skinny. Um, So, like, he's just, like, he just looks like a dude. (laughs) He just looks like a regular man. Um, Especially, like, mid mid to late 30s man, you know? Right. say late 30s mm-hmm. um but he twists his knee and then hutch lets dom know that it is six hours until they camp and then the next day another eight hours until they reach the lodge which at that point would have been me being like you know i just twisted my knee really bad i think i actually might want to reconsider this if it's going to be 14 hours of hiking like well yeah we'll get to that in a second and uh we'll, we'll get to that in a second hold on we'll, we'll talk about it more um so Hutch and Luke, like, come to the side, like, go off to the side and talk about what they're going to do. Hutch, Hutch then suggests that they cut through this forest um, in order to save time. And because it, like, visually looks like if they cut through the forest on the map, it'd be quicker. Luke suggests that they leave these two, hike to the lodge, and get help and bring it back. 
this is clearly the better idea, mm-hmm. clearly, hands down. Um, but because it is brought up by Luke, it is immediately shut down by the other two men. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, and I'll see what you think about this. I feel like the reason Dom and Phil say no to him is because they feel like Luke leaves people in their time of need and they're like resentful about that. So they're like, you're not fucking leaving us. Absolutely. That's Mm -hmm. how I read it. Yeah. But like, (laughs) it is the best idea. Like we talk about it later and we'll get more into it, but I'll say my spiel now. But like, if you're hiking and especially this is like a multi-day hike, (laughs) if someone gets hurt, do not take a quote unquote shortcut. There's no such thing as shortcuts on a hike. If like you need help, you should go get help and bring it back because if you start going off trail, no one will know what the fuck to look for you. Right. You don't know the topography of this forest. Like just because you see what you think is a shortcut, right. you don't know what's in, the, you know what the trees are like. Right. Ugh. And like, it's supposed, it's a national forest and it's like, how, and, so there's no trails or, or anything. Like why? Why would you choose this one? But Dom, the one with the twisted knee, pushes them to go into the forest, and they all agree against Luke's wishes to go into said forest. So silly. Stupid. (laughs) This is is stupid. So now, into the forest. They're walking in. They're talking about worrying about bears, which, like, yeah, (laughs) I are real worried. Like, there are bears over there. they also see, and I, again, this is Sweden, so it's not like in America where one of them might be carrying, like, a rifle or something. Like, right. <laughs> they're just, like, bear going into a fucking forest. Um, we see a relic of what looks like a 1960s VW bus mm-hmm. and think it's weird, but they just joke about it. Mind you, there are no roads here. So no far. roads. No nothing. How did this bus get there? How long has it been there? Because it's, like, no tires, rested out, like trees and stuff are growing into it. And they just are like, haha, that's weird. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, very strange. Again, you need red flags. So many red flags. <laughs> As they go into the tree line, Hutch looks at a compass and it seems not to be working very well. Like he's tapping on it. And I'm like, bro, your compass doesn't, like, you got to turn around, bro. <laughs> How, right. How are you, um, how are you gonna even attempt a shortcut if you get one thing it, to get through it? Yeah, right. Because it's like when we say they had a map, the forest. I mean, the map is just like here is a forest. It's not like here's a forest. Here's the trails. Here's a top uh, topographical like map of of you know ridges or valleys or street like nothing. It was just like here's a forest that exists and they're going through it. I'm like, huh, men. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just like people who don't think sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so not, building... not very. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just I was gonna say um, I just like how starting off they have like all of these really really thin piney like trees. So like, even it's almost like the forest itself is kind of like barring them. Like maybe yeah. don't do this. Maybe this isn't a good idea. It's very right. yeah inhospitable. So, well, so Phil comments that the forest seems eerily quiet. It's a force of Sweden. I mean, what what were they expecting? I don't know. Right. (laughs) One thing I'll notice is that you never hear birds in this movie except for one time. And I'll talk about that later in the movie. Mm -hmm. So, like, when he says quiet, he means silent, which Mm -hmm. 
forests are usually not that quiet. <laughs> like they get very quiet, but not like no birds, no, no insects, no nothing. I mean, maybe in Sweden, but like <laughs> over here on the East coast of the U.S., it certainly doesn't get that quiet. See, and I would have, I guess nobody did, but I would have Googled like all of the like insects, birds, whatever we can expect to encounter, which ones of them oh. are poisonous, which ones of them can hurt us, what repellent sure. can I bring? For sure. It's like, huh, uh, guess there's no bugs. Weird. And maybe, I know Sweden has a really big tick problem. Weirdly, mm. that's talked about in midsummer. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, weird that it's just like completely silent. So then Hutch talks about how Sweden went through a really big logging boom up until the 1950s, but then they put a stop to it, which is why their wilderness is so preserved. Um, I just think that's interesting. Mm. I don't know if that's true. I didn't actually look into it. Mm. So they take a break, take some selfies, of course. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> there are some ominous shots of the trees and like we're looking at a distance, watching the men like make their way through the trees. So it's um, like a visual trope that kind of mm -hmm. gets more and more. It's like it's an eerie shot already. And then as we revisit it, it gets more eerie. Right. Mm -hmm. So it looks like these are pine trees. And it seems like there's like two different types of forests within this forest. There's the pines, then there's the birch, which we encounter later. Mm hmm. So Dom complains about being hungry. The rest of the team, team, what? <laughs> the rest of the group talks about different foods they want to eat, um, including Luke saying he wants a kebab. Yeah. And of course, Dom's like, well, Robert loved doner kebabs <gasps> and like is constantly undercutting Luke constantly. Yeah. And like, it's really unfair. Like we have a tight friend group and if something like this happened, God fucking forbid, like, I don't think any of us would blame the person who was alive in this manner. Like, no. it's really, it's really, really unfair. It's really yeah, uh, heavily. It's not even like slightly. It's just every single opportunity every they have. Yeah. Yeah. It's like any dick he can get, he makes sure Luke is, make sure he knows that he's unwanted. Mm-hmm. So next we get the first big, like, ooh, that's bad. Um, mm -hmm. The men encounter, I believe, an elk displayed up in the tree, uh, gutted, and splayed out in, like, a Jesus-like fashion, like, like legs and... Almost like when you're dissecting a legs. frog in uh, right. science or something, yeah. Right. And it's, open. like, impaled on the tree branches, maybe about 20 feet up. Yeah, quite um, high. Going Quite to be high. difficult for any human Anything. to do it, and they're trying to mm -hmm. reason with themselves that maybe a bear did it. So, like, I did a little bit of research here. Mm -hmm. Bears don't really keep their prey in the trees like this, from from what I could find. Um, again, like hashtag not a scientist. Probably should have contacted Maeve about this one. <laughs> um, Maeve's our doctor scientist friend, mm -hmm. and. But I couldn't find anything that said bears did that. I know big cats do that, like leopards, but like, but it's like a full size elk. It is enormous. And it's pine trees, it seems. So mm -hmm. the branches are incredibly small. It couldn't even hold the weight of, of a bear. So I'm like, how could you right. think a bear did this? And they spend like a weird amount of time on it. 
Um, I feel like just kind of staring at it. Hutch is kind of like, has like a weird, like not smiling, but like, hmm, interesting face on it the whole time. Yeah. And um, they only make a slight comment that it's still bleeding, which in the book was like a very big point that they were like extra freaked out about because they're like, not only is it hung up, but like it's been freshly killed. Like it's still like smell, like it's, it's still fresh dripping on the hook and they don't spend any time like they see it and they all like quickly keep moving and they don't even talk about it until they get away from it which is also what i would do i think i would not want to nope we gotta we gotta keep moving like because if it's still here that means whatever put it there is still around and we gotta we gotta go um but you're right they don't really talk about that in the movie um so a storm begins as the sun sets as they keep walking they keep walking through the woods dom and phil are pissed um because they are going through it as quickly as Hutch said they would. And then Hutch suggests pitching tents for the night. Luke is not engaged in this conversation because he sees a tree with three runes carved into it. Now, here I go. <clears throat> Kate. Please. Here's one of my fun facts. <laughs> so there are three runes here. Uh, the first one is in uh, Ophila and two sideways uh, now fizz. So there, Ophila generally means like heritage, but it can mean other things. Like it can refer to someone's ancestral property or home as well. And the now fizz means a necessity or a constraint. So these together can mean something like constraining something to a property. Mm. So it's a bit weird because the second one is repeated twice and then also they're on its side. Not this symbol doesn't have a reverse, so it's just like on its side. So they just kind of, in my opinion, did it wrong. But together it actually does mean something. So pretty interesting. Ooh. So um, like if you know how to how to read some of these runes, I think you get a little bit of a deeper meaning for this movie. And there's more as we go through. And if you don't know how to read it, wouldn't you point that out to people as you see it? Like, hey, this 100%. thing that we've had no, you know, no markings of life. I found a marking mm-hmm. of life. <laughs> well, Just then Luke is like, hey, come look at this. The rest of them come and look at the runes. But then they notice a, like, decrepit house in the distance. And after inspecting it, like, they, like, kind of ignore the runes. But then they, like, keep going to this house. And after inspecting it... Phil and Hutch break down the door, despite Dom being like, we should definitely not break into this weird house. Um, As they go in, like a distant roaring is heard. Side note, this is a movie you should watch with subtitles on. Because sometimes um, there's like little sounds that the creature makes that you can't really hear if you're just listening to it. Unless maybe your sound's up super high. Or maybe my TV shit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I agree, yeah. And in, so, the, in the book, I, it was, like, a much more, um, like, Luke still was fighting. Like, he just had an ominous feeling. It was like, we shouldn't go into this house kind of thing. Like, really didn't want to go. But then mm-hmm. that crashing noise was, like, sounded like an up- upheaval of trees. Like, almost like mm-hmm. he got, like, a sinkhole developed. And mm-hmm. he was like, okay, we're being pushed into this house. Let's go into this house. So. Okay. It was like... So they're really being like some force is leading them to the house and then making them go into the house, which I don't know, always freaks me out too. 
So that's interesting. So Luke hears this like distant roaring and he tries to like shine his flashlight flashlight through the trees. I looked really hard to see if you could see anything, but they camouflage those creatures so well in this movie. It might've been there and I might've just not been able to see it. Right. Um, more noise is heard, more branches are rustled and broken, <clears throat> but then Luke is then called inside. So he, he goes in. So now the they're house. in the, the house. Mm-hmm. The group comments that the house looks like somewhere they'll be murdered in, which is true. That is what it <laughs> looks like. Ha 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 ha. Funny. And then they see some, yeah, and they're laughing. I guess to like diffuse the, the, the tension, but like, yeah. I'd be so scared. Mm. Then they see more hanging carvings of more runes and comment that it looks like the ones outside. So here, fun fact. This is partially true. They see another uh, Ophila, but then they also see an Algeus. Uh, Algeus. Algeus means elk, uh, but what it represents is protection and spiritual connection amongst other things. Runes don't just mean one thing. Yeah. Um, so together, this could mean something like protection of the home, which now they have breached by breaking into the house. Um, so. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's in the book. It was, um, I don't know if the author just didn't educate himself, which is very possible, or if he just thought it would be creepier, but instead of runes, it's all Christian symbology. So it's like, um, like actual crucifixes made out of like tiny twigs and stuff. And it's supposed to be hundreds of them nailed to the wall. And some of them are so old that they fall and are now upside down. So the, cro- the crucifixes, uh, I didn't think they made sense, so I prefer the runes. But what I did like is that they also had hundreds of tiny, tiny animal skulls nailed to the wall. Which I think okay. would have been cool to see. Just so, kind of, you know, that um, setup of somebody's killing a lot of these things or collecting them for some mm-hmm. reason and have nailed them all to the wall. Yeah, and that could have also explained why it's so quiet in quiet. the woods because mm-hmm. it's like everything's been hunted like there's nothing really left yeah um that could have been interesting so they say the house was abandoned though they do find articles of clothing and a gun mounted to the wall um, old old gun very old <laughs> luke insists that he heard something outside but is brushed off by hutch who that okay did he was hutch peeing in a corner I think so. Yeah. Okay. Just like, so, like, he doesn't have any home training. Like, no. Like, the outside is right there, and it's raining. Go pee outside for 30 seconds. Like, washed away. Yeah. Inside the house you're about to sleep in. What? Right. And they also... Like, well, and also his um his immediate ex- excuse was the, the animals outside, and it's like... But we haven't we had, seen any animals. And we've just been discussing the lack of animals and the lack of sounds of animals. So why is that now? Like, yeah, of course you heard sounds. There's animals. It's like, but we just said that there... What? It just doesn't make any sense. And like that, like I said, I had a problem with Hutch and like, that's my problem with him. Like, despite yeah. everything that keeps seeing and keeps happening, he just, just keeps it. being like, nothing is happening. Like mm-hmm. completely ignoring it and being like, you're all overreacting. There's a logical explanation for this. And it's just like... A lot of this doesn't have an explanation that you're trying to give. Right. So Luke keeps looking outside because he swears he hears something, but then eventually, you know, turns back and goes inside. So 
as the group is looking for wood to burn in this fireplace that's there, they send Phil upstairs by himself, which is a place they've never been. Again, folks, go in groups, go in pairs. Mm -hmm. Um, They send him upstairs to find something to burn. So he goes up and there's a little bit of a cheap jump scare because as he's like creeping around, like Dom breaks a chair downstairs. So it's like super loud. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil continues to look around upstairs, finding little in most of the rooms, but then he reaches the end of the wall of the hall where he opens the door and finds this effigy in a back room. And he calls for the others to come see it. So I'm going to try to describe this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little bit difficult. So it looks like a headless man with his arms raised above its head. I know it doesn't have a head, but you understand what I mean. Mm -hmm. And instead of hands, there are antlers in place of hands. Um, And the whole thing looks like it's made out of a mixture of like bone wasp nest material. Do you know what I mean by that? Like a wasp nest and like random rotting wood. Like it looks very unsettling. Mm -hmm. Very old, old, old. Mm -hmm. Maybe some wicker or something. I don't know. But it's, uh, yeah, maybe some old moss too. But yeah, something very, very ancient um, and just by itself Mm -hmm. in the middle of the room, which is very unsettling. Um, And then, yeah, the bottom of it too, just kind of like teeters off into um, like, it's like a very, very, very long torso and then just tiny little feet. If yeah, like feeds. chicken yeah. feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I noticed. Like, like chicken feet. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, the men are disturbed, obviously, by seeing this in the house. Feels like this is witchcraft. Which, like, okay. I mean, a general um, blanket term. It's something. It's definitely something. Yeah, uh, I mean, other. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's definitely other, not witchcraft necessarily. Mm-hmm. Hutch tries to make a joke of it and tom is like no no (laughs) like like this is no time for laughing we're not doing this Mm. uh then luke continues to look at the effigy after the rest leave and then that's where he sees like the chicken feet which kind of just rounds out how fucking weird it is Mm -hmm. so they all get back downstairs and hutch mentions that the effigy looks like the animal that they saw in the tree the elk again we also see the elk rune in the house um, and that it might be an offering to some kind of pagan or Nordic god thing, which wouldn't be an offering. So, like, they also say it might be an offering to, like, Odin or one of the other gods. The ones so, they know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, you don't uh, You don't really give offerings like that to Norse gods. Like, uh people tend to mix like uh how worship is done in like the abrahamic religions with other ones and it's just not the same Mm -hmm. um like building a statue and being on your knees in front of it as we see in a bit is not something you would do with a norse god would you sacrifice like a like an animal or even a person to them Yeah. yeah but like not just like make a statue and that's like good enough, you know? So yeah. um, just a little bit more in Norse. Little, yeah. Yeah. A little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So Phil suggests burning down the cabin when they leave, and they all kind of jokingly agree, except for Luke. And like, I get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, though I'm just like, don't burn weird shit you find. Just like, leave it alone. Yeah. Um, Luke, everything. again, makes another excellent suggestion. Go When they wake up, everyone has to go back out the way they came. Like, and for some reason, this is completely scoffed at by the rest of the group. Like, they will not even hear of it. Yeah. They only trust Hutch, and Hutch is set on this shortcut. Even though mm -hmm. Phil mentions, um, my old scoutmaster used to say, if, it, if, a, if a shortcut was a shortcut, it would be called a route. Or route. Ding, like, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally pulled that quote out, too, because I'm just yeah. like, that's the quote. Don't do that. There's no such thing as a shortcut. Take the path. Ugh. So, like, so you have the you have the point to to agree with what Luke is saying, but somehow you twisted that to still be like, mm, but but disregard and right, Luke. right. So Hutch convinces them just to keep going the next day, and then Phil says that he would pay any of them a thousand dollars to go sleep with the effigy upstairs, and they all laugh. Which I'm like, uh, you won't be laughing soon. And then, of course, we see some, like, weird, like, flash shots of both the statue in the woods. Again, I don't know if the creature was any of those wood shots. I didn't see it. Doesn't mean it wasn't there. I don't think it was yet. I think they start lacing them in pretty shortly, but I think mm -hmm. after that night. So we start hearing some soft knocking and growling and breathing and roaring. And we see all of the men in their sleeping bags. And Luke is awoken by what looks to be lightning, but then eventually just like stays a steady stream of fluorescent light. Mm -hmm. We all know what that looks like. It's very particular, it's very mm -hmm. unnatural. So he gets up and looks out the window to investigate, tries to wake up Hutch who doesn't wake up. And when he opens the front door, he is in the liquor store. Mm -hmm. um, First of several clearly, splicings, yeah. Right, so, but the liquor store isn't, just the liquor store is clearly one with the forest. Um, the floor, instead of being a floor, is grass and dirt. He picks up the same bottle he did in real life, and then he hears some inhuman voices coming from that back room where the robbers were. Mm -hmm. uh, he feels a stab of pain, but then looks inside the liquor bottle where he sees blood starting to like uh, spread out in the bottle. Yeah, he hears knocking again and the shells in front of him are pulled back violently away from him very cool this shot. is <laughs> yeah like such a good shot i'd probably say all of this like intersplicing of the modern into the forest is one of my favorite things about the movie right i think that is some excellent cinematography and like excellent like atmosphere and again looks... none of this would exist if they hadn't created that initial like impetus right. for them to do all this like this was such a great idea and yeah they actually did have to build a lot of this some of it's in a set and they had to bring mm -hmm. the floor in and some of it's in the forest and they had to bring the outside in so yeah the shelving in okay yeah, yeah yeah i mean it's just so good like it's one of those images um that stays in my mind from this movie absolutely uh i think this is what made me tell you to watch this movie initially like, I, think so, I was yeah. like, there are these shots with the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the next morning. Luke wakes up from that dream. He's standing in the forest, and all of the trees around him are rustling. And he oh, yeah. has bl 
blood. It's like from... as they pull away the shelves, it's almost like the trees have been cleared and they're rustling right. afterward. Yeah. So right. it's like he wakes up standing in the in the nightmare, mm -hmm. which is terrifying. God. A lot of times when, when I say the next morning, it's kind of hard to say that because it's like instant. Like you wake up, like he wakes up from this dream vision he's having mm -hmm. and like things keep progressing. So like it's not as like segmented as I'm telling it. It's just the best way I can I can describe it to make sense. Right. But it's really fascinating. So Luke has blood from puncture marks under his shirt. Not through his shirt, under. Under, yeah. His shirt's fine, yeah. He looks yeah. underneath it. It is like, what the hell? So he hears Hutch screaming in the house, and he runs inside to wake him up from a nightmare. Uh, when Hutch wakes up, he doesn't know where he is and has to be reminded that he's in this house. Um, Luke grabs a flashlight and sees that Hutch like, has had such a bad nightmare that he's actually like peed on himself from the nightmare. And I made the um, note, I think that that was the, the house or whoever was protecting the house immediately getting him back for peeing in the corner. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could definitely see that. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, you got to pee in my house? Pee on yourself. Pee on yourself, yeah. <laughs> we see Dom then crying in a corner and calling for his wife. Um, we also see his knee finally in this shot, and it looks way terrible. worse yeah yeah it looks terrible like not anything you should be walking on at all <laughs> um like they definitely should have listened to him the day before when he said he hurt himself mm -hmm. um or, or he should have just let them go get help leave yeah i don't think right. they looked at it really he's just like ow I, it hurts and they were like oh, you're fine and it's like very much not fine um very much making it worse by hiking on it for 14 hours good job right so Luke wakes him up. He's like crying, calling for his wife. Like he's not awake. Um, he's like having a night terror. And so Luke wakes him up and then they all realize they don't know where Phil is. So he looks around and finds Phil's hoodie on the staircase leading up. And creepiest then- Creepiest part, creepiest part for this me. This is the oh. creepiest part of the movie. Uh, Luke goes upstairs and finds Phil completely naked praying on his knees in front of this like effigy um so luke's trying to talk to him and it's like what are you doing and phil says he doesn't know and is clearly like completely out of it and frightened by his own actions like sweating too yeah and he's covered in scratches as well i don't know if you noticed that yeah, covered in back. scratches mm -hmm. sweating dirty physically dirty and like crying in front of this statue and i think this is because he joked about like sleeping upstairs with it like mm -hmm. i think everything that's happening is retribution for something they've done mm -hmm. so everyone quickly gets stressed and they hustle out of this house <laughs> they're like gotta go <laughs> so when they get outside hutch is already outside and he's looking at the trees and he's all he's teary-eyed and the rest notice that all the trees outside the house are covered in runes mm -hmm. so you know i have a lot here so because uh -huh. there were a lot of rooms so here's what i'll say first off um it was kind of hard i had to pause it a lot to get a good look to get an interpretation of them um a lot of them are not real runes mm. is another thing uh. a lot of them are just like random symbols that they seem to have carved but the main tree that we first see is basically all runes mm. so Here's what I've gathered. 
from the top. Mm -hmm. uh, first, there is a Burkano, which means birch goddess specifically, and can also be read as rebirth or sanctuary, but it does seem to be reversed. So mm -hmm. probably implies a dangerous place. Um, there's also a bastardized fehu, which literally means cattle, but can represent luck or wealth. Again, this symbol actually isn't like right. That's the closest symbol, but it's not quite right. There's an extra line at the bottom. Mm. Also, it's reversed, which could mean a loss of wealth, perhaps. Uh, the R, well, sorry, that wasn't from the top. These are just all the ones that exist. I'll, I'll give you like a reading in a minute. Mm. The R is a rido, which means journey. The one under that means wonjo, which means joy, but seems to be reversed again. This is another symbol that's not quite right. Mm. So all together, <laughs> one generous interpretation I can give is like journey, no joy, no sanctuary, no luck or wealth, constraint <laughs> and ancestral land. And if you know the movie, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty um all pretty accurate. <laughs> um, but again, I'm zero percent an expert of anything, and certainly not runes. Um, but well, they all get does... the, they, they all get the feeling because Luke even says we shouldn't be here. This is a warning. Yeah, and, and if they had read one the red flags, but two <laughs> knew what these runes meant, even the first time they encountered them, they would have been like, "Wrap it up, we're going home." Mm -hmm. um, or even so... memory-wise, like they recognize. Um, I don't know names of runes. Sorry, but the one that looks like a diamond with two offshoots at the bottom. Yeah, that is the uh, Othila. Othila. Like, at least they recognize, like, I know that symbol before, and the last time we encountered it, we found this creepy house. Maybe mm -hmm. if I see that symbol again, I won't go that way, but... Right? And instead... But they see a path, and a path means civilization, <laughs> supposedly. Which is, like... <sighs> so, like, when they see these runes, as you said, Luke says it's a warning, which seems to be right... Luke says, I mean, excuse me, Phil says they shouldn't be there. Correct. Dom is just yelling fuck, which also appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> and Hutch is like, we don't know it's a warning. And I'm like, Hutch, I swear to God, like, <laughs> get out of here. So He's again, Luke's like, half-ass working go. compass. He's like, that's I mean, a Southwest. <laughs> like, Luke is like, we need to go back the way we came. Like, Hutch is like, oh, that's a knee-jerk reaction, and just, like, I don't know, ignoring everything that's happened thus far. And then Dom sees a path through the woods and insists on going down it despite arguments from everybody. <laughs> no one agrees with him. He's like, um, the path must lead to people. And I'm just like, have you never been in a forest? There are so many natural paths in forests right. that occur just from the way the trees grow or, like, animal paths. Like, mm -hmm. there are so many, like, deer paths in forests that I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense. Just because there's, like, a way to walk does not mean people made it. Right. This has been traversed. Yeah, that's... <sighs> God. <laughs> Dom is so infuriating through almost this whole movie. Yeah, that's pretty consistent with the book, too. It's just, he's, he's the absolute worst. If Hutch is the absolute best, Dom's the absolute worst. But I guess, what are they going to do? Like, carry him? No, he's already walking, right. so they follow. So, through the woods. They keep walking. 
and Phil forces them to talk about the house. Um, excuse me. Uh, no one else wants to do that. Uh, Phil is scared that he was praying in front of the statue and Dom just wants to leave it all alone, but it's like, bro, you were literally like crying and calling for your wife. Right. Um, Phil says that something made him pray to that statue and Hutch is like, it's just a nightmare and we need to not focus on ghost stories. Mm. What? Mm. Uh, we see the four from a distance to the trees, again, uh, that impersonal shot, with some faint growling hurt as well. Hutch then says Southwest uh, is through these trees over the ridge that they're tracking, mm-hmm. um, and he's going to, quote, pull rank soon, which I'm like, I mean, you're like a friend group, not there are no ranks, but okay, uh, mm-hmm. to make them go that direction. Dom then sees some, what are, like, a... <laughs> fire sticks what torches oh yeah okay there we go <laughs> fire uh, sticks. i struggle okay. um there are these weird kind of uh torches that are in the ground and so they must be going the right way because those are man-made and again i'm like you don't know how long they've been there right. <laughs> like what are you talking about if they're there as long as the house was it could be yeah decades right. hundreds yeah so they follow these posts and they see another little house and say fuck that to going inside <laughs> um and dom leads them further into the woods but isn't clearly is in a lot of pain uh and sits down to rest his knee kind of lays down yeah <laughs> yeah uh hutch tells him to quote push through the pain barrier and that he's actually just uncomfortable and he needs to push through it because they need to pick up the pace. And I'm they just all like, saw his knee. They know that's yeah. not true. I'm like, we, we saw his knee. Y'all saw yeah. his knee. It mm-hmm. is messed up. Like, it is like super swollen, super red. Like, clearly something's really messed up. Earlier mm-hmm. he did say it's like something wrong with his meniscus. So like, that's not a not serious um, problem. Yeah. So anyway, while he's resting. Luke says he's going to go check out the ridge to the southwest and see where they are. Um, So he runs out to the top and comes into a light-filled birch forest. Mm -hmm. So there are two different forests that seem to exist in this. There's, like, the birch area, and then there's, like, the pine area. Mm -hmm. Um, He goes into it, sees that there's, like, nothing up there, and just, like, yells, fuck. (laughs) I think he was looking for a clearing, right, to see the path or something. Yeah. Yeah. He was looking for a clearing or maybe like a ridge where he could see where they were and instead it's just more forest of birch. I feel like it is purposely, I mean, it's definitely a different forest they filmed in. I think it's purposely more verdant, almost like for him, because he is now the only one that's been physically um, Mm -hmm. injured or marked by this thing yet. And it's kind of like he found a more um, hospitable area that the others didn't have access to or wouldn't have seen. And I think this is when they start zooming into the trees again. I think that they might start. Yep. Yeah. About to talk about it. (laughs) So he's like catching his breath. He looks down at the punctures on his chest, but then he hears branches breaking and looks into the distance and he sees like a gray human hand curled around one of the trees and then it slowly moves away Mm -hmm. so then he sees something large moves and then runs the fuck away so a couple things here 
Um, if you don't know what a birch tree looks like, they're very thin. They're maybe like, um, maybe like 10 to 12 inches, like across, like they're not wide mm -hmm. and they're certainly not wide enough to hide anything behind it. Right. And so he should have been able to see whatever had the hand there, even if it were a person. Mm -hmm. So this actually reminds me of a um, folk creature from Northern America. It's called a hide behind. Mm. Um, and it preys on humans who wander into the woods. And if someone tries to like get a look at it, it can hide itself behind any object. Um, and then it will attack without warning when you do uh, turn around. Mm. That's what it super reminds me of in this yeah. moment. I don't even know if that's what they're referencing, but... Mm -hmm. uh, but that's it's, what it is yeah i just like the i thought it was almost scarier to me again that that thing definitely could have attacked him at any point but mm -hmm. it's very clearly just watching him just kind of you know keeping tabs on him right so mm -hmm. it's definitely keeping tabs on him and then i feel like ushering them deeper and deeper into the woods yes the way that they want it, mm -hmm. them to go mm-hmm so he runs back down to his friends and he tells them that there's something up in the woods and is immediately again talked down to by Dom. Um, he tells them about his dream and about getting punctured on his chest. Dom says he must have done it to himself by walking around, which I'm just like, that uh, doesn't even make any sense. You're literally just saying that to be an asshole. Even if, it, even if he did, like, had walked into some pointy trees, then his shirt would have been punctured as well. Right. So, what? So, mm -mm. then Luke asks Dom why he denies everything he says, and Dom says, and I quote, because I do not value your judgment, Luke. Ugh. Which is so fucking mean. Um, and again, like, why are you even here with them? Like, if you knew Luke was coming and you hated him that much, you shouldn't have come. Right. Um, Luke says they wouldn't have been in that forest if not for Dom, but Dom implies that they wouldn't be there at all if it weren't for Luke leaving Robert to die. Uh. They start to have a scuffle. Dom is verbally antagonizing Luke the entire time, and Luke hits him with, quote, you're not my fucking friend anymore. Which, honestly, like, I know it sounds so childish, but, like... <laughs> For someone who's been your like best friend for years like part of your best friend group like oh yeah that is like it <laughs> like that is the it's meanest cutting. thing you can say mm -hmm. yeah it's very cutting um dom continues to say that luke didn't have any blood on him after the robbery and that he that luke is a fucking coward God. luke then punches him in the nose and walks away uh hutch follows luke and luke asks Hutch straight up if he thinks Robert's death was his fault and Luke mm -hmm. says I don't know which is completely against what he said earlier which he says that right. no matter what like, anybody says yeah. right it's not your fault and it's like and I would say even in that moment if you weren't sure just say yeah just, just give say, him yeah come on don't do that <laughs> like I don't that's uh, so Luke keeps going and the rest of the group follows, but everyone is super separate. There's at least 10 feet between each person, mm -hmm. um, clearly like in, in the depths of their fight. So as they keep walking, they get to a clearing 
and when they get there they find some kind of like fabric on the ground but like under like layers of like dirt and leaves and all this other stuff mm-hmm. and they think it's an old tent they unearth it to find the wallets of a Ooh. family and everything is expired in 1984. Bill is like this is a bad sign mm-hmm. <laughs> hutch still insists that they're going to be found because they registered at the lodge but i'm like y'all left your intended path they wouldn't even know where to look for you like and it sounded like a hostile situation where like people just come and go like i mean maybe it was a proper lodge but even then i don't think unless they explicitly have a service where they will come look for you if if you Mm -hmm. don't show up i would never assume that they would come look for you Right. I know Sweden's a lot smaller than America, but just even taking, like, a state forest for comparison, they're Mm -hmm. enormous. Like, they don't know where to look. Absolutely not. Anywho, (laughs) that night, they have to camp again, and we see that Dom's leg is even worse. Hutch then suggests to Luke that Luke goes out of the forest by himself and get help, while Hutch stays back with the other two. And they agree that Luke will leave in the morning to go get help. Luke uh, hears trees breaking in the distance again while packing for the next morning. And then he begins to hear footsteps as well. Uh, Then he hears the creature roaring and he like pops his head out of the tent and turns and sees the silhouette of people standing in the distance. Oh my God. Lights flicker on, like fluorescent lights flicker on. And he sees the shelves of the liquor store along with the robbers standing there. He sees them hit Robert again and then like rifle through his pockets. One of the thieves looks at him and has like glowing white eyes and says coward in like this rasping voice. Mm. Um, And again, this is just the shelves and the people. There's nothing else from the store. It's very strange. Mm -hmm. Luke ducks back into his tent and there's a shadow that passes over it. And then when he looks back out, He sees the tent across from him pulled away in that same violent manner that the shelves were last time. Yes. This again wakes him up just like last time. And we hear Phil screaming and like crouched on the ground. Yeah, almost like not quite not praying, but also, I mean, I think it could be, you know, noted Mm -hmm. that that is how some people pray in their culture, like all the way down. So I thought it was definitely a continuation of that. And he's like stuck. He can't get up until Luke helps him up. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, we see that Hutch's tent is ripped apart and is bloody. Um, and Phil says all he saw were shadows. Uh, Luke then wakes up Dom and we hear Hutch screaming in the distance along with the creature screaming, I guess, making noise. Mm-hmm. Um, the men run into the woods calling for Hutch. Uh, Dom <laughs> convinces Luke to go back to the tent because that's everything they have. Uh, and they need to like get their bearings which like i do agree with like just running into the woods with no direction leaving all your stuff behind when you're already lost in the woods like you're just making the situation worse and i know that their friend is screaming and this reminds me of the blair witch from last week right there's almost this exact scene just the urgency of like you have to run but you don't have anything together i definitely would have said have the one that can't run gather all the things and we'll come Mm -hmm. back but like in the meantime we hear our friend actively screaming i do think one person should pursue them and then maybe one person be the median to like as the one person delves in deeper the other person's like okay i'm your anchor and then the other person's base yeah i don't know but um 
they just can't see anything and so they they also don't have walkie talkies or anything like there's they have they no means nothing. of communication like they, they, to me i felt like they're a little bit unprepared for this extremely uh, yeah so even like a regular like multi-day hike they have no means of communication Mm-mm. so um the morning part, comes i didn't and... get the morning comes and their packs are gone they're back no no, no. they never found the tents Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, they never they're found just, anything. They're, just they're still lost. Yeah. So they're uh, all sitting, like, together on the ground, and then they go again to search, I guess, for the tents. Um, they find all sorts of, like, destruction in the forest, like branches ripped down, trees broken, and it leads them to Hutch's body, displayed in the same way that elk or deer was before, so pinned to a tree, like, 20 feet up. And all of them, like, panic and mourn i think this was really great acting um by the way like especially like luke's reaction because a lot of times i feel like in movies when someone's mourning it becomes like uh especially when they see something frightening immediately it's like this big reaction but sometimes it's really this like it goes in and that's what luke did yeah Um, but it was clearly like a full panic full breakdown yeah it was very sad yeah, because it's the yeah it's the grief of your friend being dead and also like this terrifying fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Luke and Dom try to decide what to do next. <laughs> Luke says they need they need to get moving. Uh, they need to move quickly. They need to leave Hutch and then send people back for him later. Uh, Dom says they have to bury him. They somehow get him down from the tree. By the way, I don't know how. Because um, one of them has a tiny pocket knife, which was the other thing. I was like, did they only bring one tiny pocket knife? Right? Between like, the- everyone should have their own supplies mm-hmm. on them. Um, yeah, they decide to, I guess he convinces them that they have to bury him or at least cover him. Right. Um, in so- the books, it makes more sense because they're like, they don't have any other things. And Luke, or sorry, Hutch does have all of his stuff on him still. So they're like, we have to cut him down and take his stuff. Which right. is another horrible horrible feeling like we have to raid right. our friend's body um, uh, and they do take his compass from him that's mm-hmm. the only thing that hodge had had on him it was like clipped to his waist so they do take the compass and they cover him with like sticks and branches and stuff just to give him something mm-hmm. um phil again seems to get this like bigger picture of what's happening and he says uh that the thing left it in the trees for them to see and it knew that they would come this way so luke is mad at him for pointing this out and then they cover hutch's body dom wants to do like a speech or something and luke is like "Uh uh-uh we gotta go we gotta hurry this up before Mm -hmm. it comes back and they uh leave hutch where he is so after his death the group is now in a standing of white birch trees again Mm -hmm. phil has clarity for what's going on uh he says it was at the house it followed them, it killed Hush, and now is likely coming back for them still. Um, I almost wonder if, like, as he was having dreams or, like, being forced to pray to this thing, if it was, like, sending him little visions or little tidbits of something. Prop- or, like, cause if he had I had to guess. Yeah. Yeah, because he goes from, like, kind of guess, he goes from, you know, being, like, it could be this, it could be that, to, like, having a knowing of what mm-hmm. is happening. Right, and the other ones don't know, but he knows. Mm-hmm. So... Luke says he saw the creature in another, like, stand of birch trees, but Dom insists that it's, quote, pagan hillbillies, which I'm just like, uh, uh, just like in pure denial. (laughs) 
Um, the other two just kind of like ignore him of <laughs> saying this. And then Dom starts screaming about how there must be people because there are houses. Unsure how this is related. I'm like, monsters can live by people. So right. like, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke tells him to shut the fuck up. And he, <laughs> he has a knife. And they're going to get the fuck out of there with Hedge's original uh, directions, which I'm just like, if it can put a man in a tree, a little pocket knife is not going to help, darling. But right. okie doke. And as they move into the forest, I like to, um, I did find like a two minute thing with the cinematographer. He actually says how um, they picked their forest. So as you get deeper into it, it gets more verdant and more lush, which mm-hmm. is usually like, because um, it's coming to, you know, the fruition of, of things and um, they're approaching they are finding life they're they're finding something and they're getting something. more yeah yeah interesting getting, it feels like it's more welcoming but is this so, where they find the stream but it's not a yes. stream that's what confused me so they continue on their way this is a little bit confusing and they find a stream and they stop and drink some water and Luke notices footprints in the muck. And they decide not to go the way of the footprints and instead go up a slope to continue southwest. I do think continuing in the correct direction is the right choice. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily understand the significance of the footprints. Um, they were very hard to tell because the ground was so like clumpy, but I wasn't sure mm-hmm. if they were supposed to look like human footprints or like deer footprints or what. Couldn't tell. Right. It was just muck really and i also couldn't tell if the water had a source or if like it was supposed to be like something left them water to keep them going a little bit further because it was like there was no what it looked like to me is you know when a stream is going dry Mm. like slowly that's Mm. what it looked like to me like there hasn't been rain in a long time and it was literally just like the remnants of the stream nasty water so yes super nasty brown but like if you have no water I guess, you drink yeah. what's available, I guess. Yeah. So, while walking, the focal point of the care of the man is, uh, of the camera is not on the man, and instead, is on a still object in the distance. Um, and as they pass it, it moves, confirming that it is in fact the creature mm-hmm. um, that is following them. Ooh. And again, as Kate said, it's so scary because it's following them this whole time. It's not attacking. It's just watching yeah creepy kind of picking yeah what to do so while going up this like super steep slope literally crawling up because it's so steep phil slips um and then tells luke that the creature is inside his head and that's how he ended up praying to the effigy in the cabin Mm. they eventually get to the top and they can see light but like phil is completely turned away from it like literally still facing the forest and not engaged with the outside world. Um, Luke leaves both Phil and Dom for a second to go run up further to see what's ahead. And when he gets there, he can see the bare mountaintop outside the forest, probably about three peaks away, showing that Hutch was right in his direction, even though with the distance, I'm like, no way a shortcut. (laughs) Right, not at all. Not a shortcut in any sense of the word. You can see the so end. While, I don't think they're even halfway there. I don't think they're even no. like yeah. It's it's three peaks. Like you have to <laughs> climb three mountains to get there. So while he's up there, he sees fires being lit in the distance, and he goes back down, and sees Phil 
walking around with the flashlight and then suddenly being grabbed by the creature and pulled away. Um, Luke first hides and then starts running away, but then he hits his head on a tree. When he does this, he sees the shelves of the store again and the corpse of Robert begins to stand up. Uh, and then when it's doing that, he like runs through the front door of the shop and he sees his three friends looking back at him. Uh, then Phil like shines a flashlight on him. And then when he sees the bright light, it like takes him out of this vision. And then the flashlight looking like facing him drops to the floor. Um, and then he comes to after a second of being like catatonic. It's very mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. A little bit hard to describe if you if you're not seeing it. So he picks up that flashlight. Uh, he calls for Dom and even for Phil, even though he saw Phil get taken away. And he hears more branches breaking in the background. As he's running around, he finds Dom hiding in the roots of an overturned tree. And Dom is scared and says he's going to die alone. Uh, Luke assures him that he's not going to leave him and that he's found the way out and they're going to have to run. Which mm -hmm. again, it's so far, even if you ran, like, you're not making that within, uh, it'd take you days. Even if you could both run, I mean, mm -hmm. he's just being generous, like, that guy can't run, that guy can't do it. Ugh. Yeah. So, they run through the forest, hearing footsteps behind. I say run, but like, Luke is like supporting Dom and like holding him up and like they're like going as quickly as they can through the forest while hearing heavy footsteps and branches breaking the whole time. Uh, they turn and see antlers break through the tree line and that sends them running in a different direction, which eventually has them break out onto a lit path from those uh, torches on the ground. Um, and they find Phil impaled on a tree like Hutch was. Mm. The fires then lead them to a building, um, and after they enter it, it is lit and you hear like folk music playing within it. <laughs> then Luke gets kicked in the head once they get inside the building, so he passes out. I like the upside down little clip. You get like a oh. little split second upside down. So we get an upside down carving of a horned god. I do want to talk about that for a second. There are no Norse gods that are horned not a thing the closest one is from like irish or celtic mythology so unsure <laughs> or like greek um, if you're doing pan or something but and so, i think this will probably be my last note of what's different from the books and the movies because this mm -hmm. is really where the hard break is um in the books first of all only only luke makes it to a house everybody else mm -hmm. is killed in the forest but luke and it's not uh, an old-looking, out-of-timey house. It's a lo another lodge, and it's inhabited by three members of a Swedish black metal band called, like, Ugh. Blood Legacy or Blood something, and their whole shtick is that they have been- they've been the ones getting this lady to somehow summon the god, they call it, and sacrifice things to Odin, which, again, is not- Nope. I don't know if the author did any Googling or just thought it was funny or a cool idea, but there's it just took out so much of the steam. Like, granted, there is still this creature, but to know that it's being controlled by three angsty teenagers, it was like, 
Very, very glad they changed this. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the rest of this is pure movie, and it's great. <laughs> so, um, the black metal thing is just real dumb. <laughs> like, I know there, there is a. Uh, so, first of all, all that black metal stuff really happened in Norway, not Sweden. Um, mm. That's when they're burning down all the Christian churches. Uh, they were not in any way really related to like Norse paganism or anything. It was actually like a specific brand of Satanism, which even they didn't believe in. They were just doing it to be cool. Like it's, yeah, anyway, that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that's all stupid. Mm-hmm. So, um, Luke was knocked out by the kick to the head and he wakes up to Dom like calling him awake. They hear this like weird like rasping and screeching from upstairs and they find themselves to be like chained to the wall. Uh, Luke knocks out some mortar in the outside wall and sees people outside building something. Um, Dom suggests Luke reach. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Reach for a table nearby and break a glass bottle on it to cut the ropes. Um, as he is reaching, a man bursts through the door <laughs> and lets an old woman in who like shuffles in <laughs> and gives Luke some water, looks at the mark on his chest and shows him that she has the same mark as well. Um, she goes to give Dom some water, but then sees that he doesn't have the mark and then just like leaves him. Um, the men who brought her there grab Dom, punch him in the face, and drag him upstairs where we hear him screaming and that weird like growling noise continues. Another lady comes into the room with Luke and says in English that they're preparing for the sacrifice and it will be over soon and like covers Luke's ears with her hands. Um, They don't say who she is, but I can tell you I think she is. So remember that family we saw it like in the oh, wallet the and they mom. had a daughter oh the daughter i think it's the daughter oh, yeah because yeah. it was 1984 and she's mm. like in her mid to late 30s now so i think that timeline matches up yeah 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 i didn't think about that that would totally make sense though yeah and i was like mm-hmm. why would she speak english how would she have learned right. english without books okay yeah, yeah yeah right i think that's why she knows english and all that mm-hmm. they don't say that but to me that just makes sense um so Eventually, they bring Dom back. Oh, and it also makes sense because she probably would have heard her family go through this, and she knows that it's horrible to hear it, hence her covering Luke's ears. So they bring Dom back, and Dom finally tells Luke about his nightmare. It was him being offered to the creature by these people and that he sees his wife, Gail. Um, And he now understands that he will die here, and he tells Luke that when he leaves, he needs to burn that place to the ground. he needs to live and then he needs to tell Dom or he needs to tell Gail that Dom tried to get back to her, which mm-hmm. is real sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, so the that next morning. I didn't understand mm-hmm. what the growling was from. Like, wouldn't he have mentioned like I saw the thing or I saw a creature? I know what it was. It was it was the things upstairs, the the the, the things that we'll see in a second, but Yeah. But why wouldn't he give them? I don't know. I just feel like if I, if I knew I was going to die, I would be like, here's what's up there. Here's what you right. need to prepare for. Like, right. Here's what I saw on my way up. Like, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Like, I give you the full rundown so you at least have, like, a fighting chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's the next morning. The 
people leave Dom outside and tie him to a giant Algus symbol. Also, so say, this, I thought that can, was rude. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this can also mean uh, divine connection or consumption by divine forces. Ooh. Ooh, That's oof. the one. That's the one. Very fitting. Um, clearly, whoever did this for the movie really knew their shit. Like yeah. very, very, very uh, pointed runes. I wish they had used proper runes in all the different parts, but you know, an attempt was yeah. made. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> And it wasn't random, which is, I think, what a lot of people would have done. Right. So he sees other people have been impaled on the trees. And Luke is trying to get himself out of his bonds. Somehow this is the worst part for me. (laughs) He decides to break his thumb in order to slip his hand out. Yeah, that is really terrifying. terrifying, But if you know you have the capacity to do that, why didn't you do that from the get-go? Like, why didn't you... Maybe... Maybe he couldn't do it till now. It's just like, like oh. I haven't this. There's no other choice. I have to get out, and if I'm gonna get out, true, I'm gonna have to break my thumb. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like really stretchy hands and stuff, so I, yeah. I feel like I could like wiggle my way out unless it was like too too tight. Mm-hmm. But if it was that tight, I couldn't get out anyway. Oof. But it was awful because he like breaks his thumb, and I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Um, But the creature outside roars in the distance and all of these people bow down to worship it. Um, We see through Dom's eyes and it looks like his wife has come out of the woods and he calls to her. She touches his face and has those like weird white reflective eyes. And then we see it's actually the face of the creature and its hands are like touching his face. Um, He like, I guess snaps out of it and sees what's happening to him. So he starts screaming. It rips him off the the rune takes him to a tree and just impales him on it luke is then visited by that lady who spoke to him before and she gives him some food he asks if they took the body down and she says that they don't move the bodies and then we're finally given an explanation as to what this creature is she says (laughs) it's an ancient god one of the jotun a bastard offspring of loki that they do not say the name of a couple of things (laughs) (laughs) so yotan is an interesting word we have a couple of translations for it none of them are really exactly right uh sometimes we use troll or giant as the term not exactly right this is kind of its own thing i have never found a description that matches the visuals of this particular yotan um but sure and then (laughs) bastard's offspring is an interesting thing so almost all of loki's children are bastards right um he is married to sigan and they have one son named narfi so every other ones of his children including like hell and the jormungandr and grimnir uh uh are all Oh, Fenrir, excuse me, Fenrir, not Grimnir. That's another name for Odin. Um, They're all bastards of his. And, like, bastards in that culture weren't a big deal. Right. So, like, I don't really understand. A bastard, yeah. Oh, a bastard. It's like, okay. Why would that be why you don't say its name? That's weird. (laughs) And it's, um, don't they also, do they still refer to it as Mordor, though? Like, they never say its name in the movie. Oh, they don't? Okay. Okay. No. It, yeah, in the book, it's a female creature, which yeah. I don't think really matters, but... And I was trying to remember, isn't there something... I mean, 
I, is there a creature? Honestly, it might be Harry Potter, but isn't there a creature that, like, um, in folklore that we're familiar with that, like, leads you in with those lights that, like, it attracts oh, you to like, it? Yeah, it's like yeah. a like a basilisk or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, like... It seems calming. Yeah. That was the one thing I didn't get about this, this creature, is, like, why would it want to comfort you first? So I don't really understand that. And, like, they don't really talk about it in the movie. Again, this is from mm. some other stuff that I've i've read but mm -hmm. apparently it can cause hallucinations just by being around you it doesn't even have to be like touching you or looking at you mm. which is why luke keeps having these hallucinations of like uh the shelves and the thing in the forest yeah. okay but like that's also never discussed i right. wish they had expanded upon that more instead of mentioning yeah they just don't try to tell us what the thing is. I think I would have yeah. been happier if they just said, we don't know what it is. We just pray to it, you know? Right. Agreed. <laughs> so Luke asks if they're afraid of it, and she says they worship it, and it brings them long life and no pain. So kind of. <laughs> so I guess. Uh, so he was chosen to worship it as well, and if not, it will hang him from the trees too. And... He's like, well, why me? And it says because his pain is great. And I'm like, that doesn't tell me anything. That doesn't explain anything. <laughs> right. I. They should have said because you're dead inside or something or something, something like that. So his ritual is supposed to begin uh, that night. So she leaves, and then again he has taken off his bonds. He was just hiding his hands behind his back, and he finally leaves the room he sees a bunch of supplies including guns that these people have collected over the years from other like campers i guess mm -hmm. um he keeps going without taking anything bad move use video mm -hmm. game logic folks like mm -hmm. if you can carry it you should probably grab it absolutely um but he continues to hear these weird growling sounds from upstairs He's about to go out, but then sees that old woman <laughs> coming back into the house. So he goes up the stairs to avoid her. Um, he grabs a torch before going into that noisy room and sees that the room is full of these like scarecrow looking figures uh, in pews, like a fucked up church. Mm -hmm. Again, pews are very much like Christian uh, thing. Right. It's, it's set up like a church would be set up, which is again not all worship is the same so like we should probably know that when we're creating these sets but cool mm -hmm. he brings the light close to one of these things and he sees that they all have the same symbol punctured into his body uh, into their bodies as he does then they start moving and breathing because so he realizes that they're alive and they're the ones making all this noise and so mm -hmm. he lets he lights them all on fire which i'm like <laughs> good move um so it seems like the creature gives you life but it does not grant you youth Right. Which, like, hard pass. Um, <laughs> I guess these were all supposed to be the original group of mm -hmm. people that summoned this thing, or like that, yeah. That or at least have been there for thing. a long fucking time. Mm -hmm. um, so he goes back downstairs and sees the old lady at the bottom of the stairs. They look at each other, and he just, like, decks her in the face <laughs> and knocks her out with, like, one bunch. Um, he goes to go grab a gun uh, while the worshippers outside bow to the creature because it's returned, probably because the old ones are now on fire. Yeah. It just, like, grabs one of the ladies. Um, then Luke shoots at a man who's trying to stop him. And he shoots him, not at him. 
he finds another dude with an axe who drops the axe when Luke's like put it down, but he's not looking at Luke. He's looking behind him. Um, so he takes the axe and then sees the Jotun at the door. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And we finally get like our first like kind of good look at it. It's real weird looking, kind of like an elk with like an upside down human figure on it. I can't really explain this to you, honestly. God, like guys, Google this. <laughs> like I can't explain what it looks like in a way that would make any sense. That's what I was trying to say. It's like I told Archer. It's kind of like yeah, it's like a giant tall elk, but then where it where its neck starts, it's a person from the torso up, bent over backwards. So it's yes. like reverse. So it's like you're looking at a torso of somebody bending over backwards, but then instead of a it's, instead of their their pelvis, it's a a headless. It's like where their head. It's like instead of where their 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 nether region would be, it's the start of another neck for another head. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then there's no head. But then there's antlers. <laughs> right there's antlers, where the legs. Would would be. Be. Oh yeah, where the legs would be, right. And then the hands are hands uh, hanging off the bottom, you know, mm-hmm. all wiggly. But then like where you would think the crotch would be instead is is the head. Another neck, yeah. yeah. It's just like a lot going on and honestly, like you have yeah. to look it up because this description is very difficult. But it's good. It's creepy, good character de- or creature mm-hmm. design. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. And, very um, good. From the YouTube clip I found that I think the creator uploaded, it looks like they used two horses and a greyhound and a pit bull as their inspiration. I could see the greyhound, like mm-hmm. like the ridges on the back from the yeah, yeah, spine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. So, um, ba ba ba. Instead of like going through the front door and confronting this creature, Luke just decides to like burst down a flaming wall rather than going towards it. Good move. Hey, yeah. And then he keeps running. But he turns back and sees that the Jotun is carrying a person, not looking at him, not even, like, at all. And then he decides to shoot it shoot with it. this old-ass rifle. And I'm like, bad move, bro. Like, right. no, I know. Like, it's not We're looking at, at you. Like, right. you know where to go. You have the compass. Just run. God damn. <sighs> so oh. now we're in the last section, which I called the Great Escape. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Um. So, of course, he shot at it. It now notices him and chases him through the woods. Uh, he doesn't seem to know where to go. Oh, he doesn't have a compass. He doesn't know where to go. And he's, like, standing and, like, debating. And fluorescent lights flicker on behind him, like, mm-hmm. in a row, like, in a path. And he yeah. decides to follow it once he hears the thing behind him. So, as he's running, shelves begin to appear, like, beside him in the forest. Very cool visuals. Um, and then, but the Jotun heads him off, bursts through a shelf, and, like, like Ta- slams him to the side. Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had written in my notes, imagine having your last bout of PTSD as this creature is, is following you. But now that you said the, the hallucination thing, that makes way more sense. That it's, like, mm-hmm. making him hallucinate while it's tracking him down. And no, it makes more it. sense. But instead, it's that it gives you hallucinations. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, he, like, looks up after being knocked to the ground, sees daylight on a ridge above him, and finally, the first time in this movie since the forest begins, you hear birds. Um, so, obviously, that's the right way to go. Mm-hmm. But before he can get there, he's grabbed by the Jotun, who forces him down into that, like, kneeling worship position. Mm-hmm. Um, like, kneeling and, like, supplication to it. 
And then it goes into what I call this ultimate form. What's wrong with me? <laughs> and like, at, it like rises up onto his back legs and it's human parts then look like it's like praying or two as well. Praying Very or like, interesting. Yeah, praying or like gathering all of its energy maybe, I thought. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, all the power that it had accumulated or something. Yeah, I. it's like, it's like look at me like 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 behold basically yeah, behold yeah, yeah. Me. there you go so mm -hmm. uh luke stands up and it like forces him back down like it literally like leans down like pushes him back to the ground mm -hmm. then he like looks at the axe that he was carrying which is to the side he sees like the corpse of robert there as well um but then it like flashes away it's just the axe he grabs it and then like it like picks him up because he stands up again so it like picks him up and he like hits it in the face with the axe good hit um yeah it was a uh, critical hit <laughs> um then he like runs out of the forest because he's right at the edge completely and it stops at the boundary apparently not able to pass if you remember the runes i said it said it was like you know Being like kept constrained in there. constrained mm -hmm. to the property from the ancestral home it growls at him and luke screams back and they do this a couple times there's a little roar match <laughs> yeah and then luke continues turns around and walks towards a road he can see in the distance with like cars and, sh and stuff um but yeah he made it out alive and he made it out i think all of this was just like all of the whole movie is like a metaphor for him overcoming his guilt and his grief over his friend's death absolutely like, I, th I think this that's what the whole movie was about really um, yeah i totally agree i would have personally i think i don't know if they had any alternate endings i personally would have loved if he got back to the lodge and all of his friends were there and they're like yo where where have you been oh, what was that yeah what happened and yeah. all of this was just like him like skirted away thing yeah mm. i would have loved that but because now honestly my next question is like are I'll you gonna go home yeah how does she explain any of this like what happened to you guys the most you could say is like we all got lost and separated in the woods true yeah you know we tried to take a shortcut and then we got lost and um well, like that's the best he could say but like you can't really explain like any how you're the that. only person to survive you have no gear you have no shoes you, you're clearly very you injured yeah yeah um so so you know, hope for the best for him. But um, <laughs> this was a this is a really good movie, guys. If you haven't seen it, like Netflix doesn't really hit it out of the park a lot. Mm -hmm. But I think for this one, they they really did some good work. Um, and I think that's because it was bought by Netflix. It wasn't made by Netflix. Mm. Um, and uh, don't uh, read the book because it's not worth reading. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if you read it and you're like into that style of writing, like love that for you but for me i'm a very like voracious reader i read so much um yeah. and i couldn't even get past a few chapters it was not enjoyable for me um but you know the base of the story was was there and they made it into a really good movie yeah we wouldn't um, have the movie without the book so thanks for that i guess but right um there are some other like Netflix gems, which we will touch on as we go through future episodes. But mm -hmm. for next week, I believe we're going to be talking about Midsummer. Midsummer, one of, one of you... my favorite movies. 
I really enjoyed it. I'm excited to see it again because I've personally seen it the first time I watched it in theaters. I think it might be our most gory movie so far as well. So there's that to yeah. note. Um, um, well, no, I mean, like, Silent Hill and stuff was pretty gory, but, like... That's true. Yeah. Realistic say, like, gore, maybe? Yeah, maybe yeah. realistic. I suggest that we watch the director's cut. It is three hours long. I didn't know there was one. Absolutely. Oh, there my gosh. There's a director's cut. Um, All right. Yeah, I've seen it. The extra scenes really lend itself to some of the storytelling. Um, so next week's episode is probably going to be quite long, folks. I think this one was even a bit long, but... I hope you stick around. We look forward to seeing you. Catch us on Instagram, Twitter. Um, yes. If you notice something out. that we didn't notice, please let us mm -hmm. tell us. Yeah. Uh, if you liked the book, if you found value in something, just let us know. Yeah. If you're going to go camping, wear in your hiking shoes, bring a lot of, of supplies. and uh, uh, Bring walkie-talkies and don't leave the path. <laughs> stick on the path. Stay safe. <laughs> All right, folks, All right, have see a good you next week. week. Bye. Bye.